Well, we are joined now by the legendary Sid Rosenberg. Sid, of course, hosts Sid and Friends in the morning, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. And you know Sid, you love Sid, a very important man uh, here at WABC and beyond. Sid Rosenberg, welcome back to your studio. How are you? I'm great. Look who's talking. I'm actually uh, at a party right now, Greg. You could appreciate it. The holiday party for the DEA, not the Drug Enforcement Agency, the Detectives Endowment Agency, the great Paul DiGiacomo. So uh, all these uh, highly decorated cops, much like uh, your great father Ray, are here right now celebrating Christmas and Hanukkah and New Year. So it's a nice little afternoon here on a cold day in New York City, Greg. Uh, I like their style. They're partying at one thirty in the afternoon. I love it. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Hey, speaking of parties, you were with Donald Trump the other night at that big gala at Cipriani downtown. I got a picture of you and Trump. It's just that you're having quite a moment. You're both in tuxes. This yeah. is a great picture of both of you, by the way. You, you both look very fit. Tell us a little bit about this moment. What'd you guys talk about? Well, for starters, uh, you should have been there because, uh, obviously, you've got a great relationship with the president. He loves you. I know you love him, too. So I was surprised you weren't there. You and Janine Pirro, I was looking for that night, to be honest. But, uh, look, Greg, he's, he's terrific. You know, uh, uh, Gavin Wax is the president of the Young Republicans Club here in New York. And Gavin was sitting next to President Trump. And Gavin got up to make a speech. And the president was sitting back to back to me. He literally leaned over, sitting there with my beautiful wife, Danielle, and he said, Sid, come here. And I get up and I walk over and he said, I got to tell you, Sid, he goes, you know, you're a great guy. And I said, oh, my God, like I just said to you, Greg, look who's talking of all people. Come on. It means a lot coming from you. He said, no, you really are. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your friendship. And then we uh, joked around about Matt Gates's speech, had a couple of laughs back and forth. And then he went and got up on the stage. He kind of playfully punched me in the shoulder which you can see on my Instagram page. So I think the whole talk lasted about two minutes. Look, I've known Trump for 25 years. There was a time when I was doing sports talk radio, Greg, when he would come on, and we went to Mike Tyson fights. I saw him there. But certainly since he's become president, not the same relationship. For the last four or five months, we have forged a pretty good friendship. And Saturday night was really great. And his speech, I must tell you, Greg, an epic 65-minute speech, where he detailed and laid out exactly why not only does he have to beat Joe Biden, he's the only guy in the world, in the world that can save us from this impending doom in New York City, in New York State, and around the country. Wow. Wow. Sounds like a great moment. Great party. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't there. I uh, I don't know. Should I gone? I guess. You know, I got a problem, actually, be, being in a room. You know, I, I actually prefer to be like, I prefer to be – I don't want to compete with other important people. I want to be the most important person in any room I'm in, which uh, which uh, I get, I, means, well, I spend a lot of time alone. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, uh, but it, I don't know. It, it sounds great. I wish I had gone. I really feel like I missed out. You know, hey. I appreciate where you're coming from because I'm kind of the same guy, Greg. I really am, to be honest. But And there was a lot of people. This was a 1,000 people at Cipriani's. But what they did was they had about six tables that they um, they squared off, and those are the tables that were guarded all night by Secret Service. And in those six tables, that was really where the the big folks were. Anybody from President Trump to uh, Matt Gates and his lovely wife, Ginger, to Lauren Bulbert, Rudy Giuliani, Andrew Giuliani, yeah. Bernie Carrick, hey, and I can go on and on. What about those Lauren Bulbert, though? Lauren, is she single? Does she have a date? 
you know, it's funny. She is single, and at the risk, Danielle's inside, I'm going to say this. She's got some little body. <laughs> so at one point, I knocked into her. I swear to God, Greg, and she goes, that's okay. You're handsome. You can do that. Uh-oh. And, uh, oh, my God, I know. But she but, is uh, little. She's like four foot ten, right? She's like really she's, small. She's little, but her dresses are so tight. She's got a great body. And <laughs> I was told, at least, she ended the night hanging out with you. Ready for this? George Santos. George Santos I saw and Lauren Bulbert hung out the end of the night. Yeah, so, it was in the newspaper. Uh, I, I, <laughs> that's crazy. But she knows him. I like her, and uh, she's she's a fun girl. And everybody that night had a lot of fun because the truth is, when Trump is in the room, you know this, Greg, as much as anybody. When Trump is in the room, it is so inspiring. You know, the hope that these people have, they look at him. You know, my wife said to me afterwards, Craig, you'll appreciate this. Danielle goes, and she likes him. She goes, it's like a cult. It's like a cult. Mm. You know how people get crazy at a giant football game last night or a Ranger hockey game? Trump gets up on stage, and these people don't sit down. They're yelling, they're screaming, they're cheering, they're fist-pumping. It is just an incredible scene. And nobody, nobody in the world gets that enthusiasm, let alone a guy like Joe Biden. Right, right. You know, the only thing is, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say, it's not cult-like in that a cult leader you know, tells you to do things that are not good for you or good for the country. And I think what, what sets him apart is, you know, this make America great. People say, oh, you're right wing. No, I mean, I, I believe in a, I, I think we should have a border. I don't think, uh, drag queens should be hanging around kids at public school. Uh, I, I, I don't believe in getting into wars that we lose, uh, that were needless in the first place. You know, common sense stuff. But I, I'm so glad you were there. It's a great, great report. Hey, George, San- you mentioned George Santos. I got a clip. They're actually talking about you, Sid. Uh, this is Frank Morano talking about uh, talking to George Santos about your interview with George Santos. Listen to this. Cut one, please. Something like um, claiming that you were on the volleyball team at Pace University in that interview with Bernie and Sid. Why do that? I mean, what votes is that going to get you having played volleyball? Why make something like that? I'll, I'll give I'll give you this. I if I were you, I would I would go listen to the to the Sid uh to the Sid interview that I did uh just a couple of weeks ago and I unpacked that. So I'm actually going to encourage your viewers to go gotcha. listen to your colleague's show cuz I did unpack that there. Oh. <laughs> All right. So we got to listen to the other show. Hey, Sid, what do you make what do you make of Santos? And uh, I got my own thoughts. I've kind of come to terms with it. But what what do you make of him? Well, I'm going to say this at the risk of uh, making your listeners angry. George Santos called me yesterday to see, you know, just a, a hello phone call to tell me he loved the picture of me and Trump. And I thanked him because ever since he announced he's doing cameos at 200 bucks a pop, my cameo sales have gone through the roof. I swear to God, Greg, I've done about $2,000 the last three days. Um, but look, I, I don't dislike George Santos. I'm sorry. The guy's a Republican. He voted for America. He voted for Israel. I see people like uh, Elon Omar. That's somebody who needs to go. Rashida Tlaib, she needs to go. There are such despicable people that need to go. I don't consider George Santos one of those guys. He's a Republican. If we lose that seat, that's going to hurt us in a very, very big way, as it is the margin is so slim. So I wish I was as angry as my Long Island friends like Andrew Despazito were about George Santos. But the truth is, I'm just not. How do you feel? I'm with you. I actually like the guy. I really do. And uh, I, he didn't deserve to be expelled. I don't know. I don't know what he did. I know that unlike Joe Biden, he admits to making mistakes. He has admitted to lying. Joe Biden lies and lies and lies, never comes clean. And then when he does get caught, which was a long time ago, he goes right back to lying. So I, I, I actually like the guy. Hey, 
You, uh, Rosenberg, I'm, uh, you're Jewish, right, Sid? I am very, very Jewish. In fact, I've, uh, I've gladly taken on the responsibility of being the biggest pro-Israel voice from here to Tel Aviv. So I am a very, very proud Jew. Yes, Greg Kelly. Well, I happen to be Christian, and uh, I'm hoping to uh, – I'm vying for second place in supporting Israel because I – number one, I, I, I am so shocked, saddened, bewildered. I can't figure out – I had no idea that anti-Semitism was this much of a thing, that it was as prevalent as borderline mainstream. Listen – did you know? I, I, I'm shocked. You're Jewish, though. You, you, I mean, did you ever think it was this bad? Uh, what? Tell me, before October 7th, did you think that this stuff was out there like this? No, and there's no Jew that can tell you that they did think it was this bad. I know it's been bad my whole life. I went to poly prep as a young kid, and I was made fun of because I was Jewish. I've gotten into physical fistfights in the streets over the years because I'm Jewish. But I never thought in a million years it was this bad, that we were this contaminated from our universities, to our politicians. I mean, you get a guy like Joe Biden. If I hear one more person tell me how pro-Israel he is, I'm going to bark. This is a guy that's in bed with Iran. There is no October 7th without Iran. You cannot be funding Iran. You cannot be loosening sanctions with Iran. You can't be doing all these things and be pro-Israel at the same time. And by the way, telling Netanyahu, you need a ceasefire, you need to pause. So all this uh, talk about Joe Biden being pro-Israel is ridiculous. So between the people on the streets the campuses across our country, our politicians, including the Biden administration with Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken, another traitor who's not really pro-Israel. I am shocked. I'm disgusted. I'm disturbed. Another reason why Donald Trump needs to win, because say what you want, Greg. I don't care who you say. Ronald Reagan was good to Israel. Yes, but not great. The only president in my lifetime that was great to Israel, that once again, folks, moved the embassy to Jerusalem, recognized the Golan Heights as part of Israel. Did those Abraham Accords with his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, stop giving pallets of cash to the Palestinians, which ended up with Hamas and Hezbollah? The only guy to do that was President Donald Trump. He is far and away the biggest friend of the Jews in the history of the presidency. No, it's amazing. You're so I, I feel the same way. I just I, I have such appreciation for what he did. And it's incredible. It's incredible how God works that a guy, you know, on Fifth Avenue and all the stuff, you know, and all the excesses, all the stuff that the, some people pretend they don't like. And look who came through in the end for our most important ally. I just uh, I just love it. Hey, Sid, uh, six to ten in the morning. That's quite a schedule. What time do you get up? I get up at 3.15 a.m. every morning. And, Greg, there's a driver, either Gene or Levi, outside my front door at exactly 10 after 4. I get to the studio just before 5 o'clock in the morning, sit down with Justin Ellick and Lou Rufino to get ready to go, and 6 o'clock, it's showtime. So 3.15 a.m., Greg, every morning. Anybody who says, are you used to it yet, has never done it, let me tell you something, folks, and I missed it and so did Howard Stern, you never get used to it, ever. It's brutal. But you know what? I want to be the first guy to tackle every major topic of the day, whether it's politics or sports or entertainment. I want to be that guy. I revel in that. So 3.15 sucks. But it ends up working for me. What do you do between 3.15 and 4.10? That's uh, 55 minutes. What do you do with that time? While I'm shaving or I'm showering, I have a cup of coffee. I have uh, like a little, uh, usually like a protein bar or something. So a bottled water as well. So in mornings where I shave, it could be about 40 minutes before I get ready. Other mornings, about 20 or 25. I, I read the New York Post online. I check my Instagram messages. Not much, to be honest. I know that uh, not, not much important things, but... 
just kind of waking up and getting ready to go. It takes me about 45 minutes. Uh, well, you got a routine. Yeah, that's a routine. I'm not going to mess with your routine. I can get showered and dressed in about 90 seconds, believe it or not. I can get, <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's, I can, my wife, I'm sitting there, you know, my wife, we're getting ready and she is done telling me to, you know, get dressed already because she knows how quickly I can do it. It's kind of, yeah, I, you look I, great. yeah, and, it's, and you look great, by the way. You're a very handsome man. Me, well, gotta, you know me, I, I'm working on the big in the middle part. And oh, by the way, let's talk about your fitness. I mean, geez, I mean, it's incredible. And let's not talk about the, uh, what, you know, <laughs> what, you know the extras, yeah, yeah, the extras. Yeah, yeah. I, don't tell me the extras. Tell me the good old fashioned stuff you do to look the way you do. And the way you look and people that, you know, they, they hear you more than they see you sometimes. You can go to his Instagram, but you know, you got that thing that guys want, which is big on the top. And narrow waist, you know, big chest, narrow waist, the V, the V. How do you get that? There's only two ways to get that, Greg. And, and one of them, the most important way, believe it or not, is your diet. And uh, my wife, Danielle, cooks, I would say, on average, about five nights a week. And she only cooks healthy meals. Now, look, do I have dessert a couple of times a week? Of course. I'm going to be 57 years old. I'm not going to be on the cover of many magazines anymore. So I don't, uh, I don't uh, you know, not enjoy myself. But... Danielle cooks about five times a week. She cooks very, very healthy. That's the most important thing, your diet. After that, I'm at the gym anywhere between five and six times a week, lifting pretty heavy for a guy that's going to be 57 years old. So when you combine the diet and the workout regimen, that's how you stay shaped. That's how you, that's how you look good, and that's what I do. I walk quite a bit. I'm on the treadmill twice a week. So it's, um, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good when it comes to that. I'm pretty disciplined, Greg, when it comes to my diet, my workout schedule, because I am scared to death. I am scared to death of what will happen if I don't. I mean, look, I go to tanning salon still. I mean, I am still, um, I'm still worried about my, uh, my appearance. Uh, maybe that'll stop in the next couple of years. But at this uh, stage of 56 years old, I still worry about it. Look, I'm in two major motion pictures. I'm in Gravesend, which is uh, doing very well on Amazon Prime. I'm getting more acting roles uh, by the day. I've gotten four new scripts since the strike actually ended uh, about a month ago. So, all those things are important to me as well. So, wow, wait, 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 wait. I, 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 and I'm not that familiar with this part of your uh, repertoire. These roles, have you, do you ever have to audition or is it like the director knows you and he knows what you look like, what you sound like, you know, or have you ever had to walk in for an audition? That's a great question. The answer is never. Uh, the guy from Gravesend, for example, which is doing really well, I was in five of the nine episodes in season two. His name is William DeMeo. He's a huge fan of mine from radio. Same thing with Danny A., who I met through Bo Deedle and Heshi Organbaum. Huge fan of mine through radio. And I shot that great movie, Inside Man, the true story about the Gemini Lounge bar out in Los Angeles. I'm going back out to Los Angeles next month to shoot the uh, true story movie about the two mob cops, Cara Kappa and Ippolito, which is going to be a huge hit, I believe, here. Oh, my God, those bums. Those guys were such lowlifes. Are they both dead now? They're both dead now. They were both lowlifes. You're exactly right, but... It's a story that people want to hear, like the Gemini Lounge. So in both of those cases, these are two very young, very talented, well-known guys in the Hollywood circles, both bands of mine from radio. I've never auditioned. They gave me a job. It worked out well. Now I'm in their inner circle, kind of like Trump, Craig. I'm in a bunch of inner circles. <laughs> All right, that's it. Get get uh, Christopher Nolan on the phone and Martin, Marty Scorsese. I want to talk to these guys right away. <laughs> Make, make get ready, Hollywood. I'm uh, I'm coming. If Sid can no, Sid, that's amazing. Well, you got it all going on. Uh, keep it up, and uh, we're proud of you. We're happy for you. And Sid Rosenberg, thanks for being with us. 
Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Greg. You know I think there was a you, too. You're great. And uh, like I said, I wish you were there on Saturday. You, you, you were the only thing missing. I know Trump loves you. You would have been terrific. But thank you for coming on the show. I look forward to tomorrow morning when you're on with me, Greg Kelly. Thank you so much.